Welcome everyone. We're so excited today. This is C. Lee Callahan with me. Hey, baby. Hey. Merry Christmas. We're Merry Christmas from New York City. We're doing our first podcast, official podcast together called Sex, Power, and Politics. And uh, it's going to be a lot of sex, a lot of power, and a lot of politics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't you know? And uh, we're here on the, the Grillo Network. We're excited to be here. Yeah, we're on the Aftershock XL Network, which is also on YouTube and iHeartRadio and Apple TV. So all of you, make sure you hit your subscribe buttons and your like buttons, please. Yeah, yeah, and we need sponsors. Anyone and just that would to get, like to sponsor. That's right, and we're all here just doing it all during the COVID craziness. So it's us, just us, and all of us. <laughs> right, Jennifer? <laughs> right, well, uh, it we're you're in New York City, of course. I'm here in Branson. But isn't technology amazing? Never. Yeah, ceases. it is pretty amazing. It's pretty yeah. amazing. So, how are things going there in New York City with COVID? Well, I just want to also tell people the reason why we're doing this because you and I both talked about this. We're here to make fun of and make sense of the crazy. <laughs> yes, we are. We're going to try and anyway. <laughs> exactly. Trying. Exactly. And hopefully, you know, we'll start getting some sponsors and we'll start getting some interesting guests on for y'all. And we have some people we really want to talk to. I know Jennifer wants to talk to some people. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of sex. We're going to talk about plastic surgery. Well, I have some coming up, as a matter of fact. Uh, That's January, right. That's right. January 4th, I'm having a little nip tuck. Now, Jennifer, for those of us who don't know much about plastic surgery, what is a nip tuck? Well, it can vary, actually. This particular one is going to be a nip tuck that, in which they're not putting me under. They, they'll just deaden me around here and just pull this up a little bit. And okay. I, I find if I do a little maintenance every couple of years, three years, then it, it pretty much stays. I've had people comment to me, and God knows I appreciate it, but they'll say, you know, you, you don't seem to age well i do age of course but but it's because i do these little nip tucks that you know i don't let the skin fall down to here that that i i, I you know, tend to look like i'm maintaining some youth and i but anyway i appreciate those shut up chris i see i'm not saying anything i'm just thinking <laughs> dirty every time i hear nip tuck i'm thinking nip Nip, nip, nip. Yeah, nip, nip, <laughs> and nip. tuck it in a place that it just doesn't belong. <laughs> well, I said it when in doubt, take it out or take it off. I mean, <laughs> you have to ask, it's when they're photoshopping a picture and they're saying, well, what if I say, if you can see it, everybody can see it. Take it <laughs> off. Take it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, just don't end up looking like the bride of Wildenstein. You know who I'm talking about, Catwoman. Oh, that was, that's yeah, but you know, you gave me some information about that that I didn't know, and that was that her, was it her husband or boyfriend really like was into cats? The, yeah, the, uh, well, this, cats. For, yeah, for those of you who don't know the history of Jocelyn Wildenstein, she was a socialite in Manhattan. Um, I actually dated her nephew for a brief hot minute. Crazy, just like her. Anyway, we won't talk about him or mention any names. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> hot man. Hot body, but just, oof, really? not much up. Yeah, just crazy. Just you know, Well, it, it doesn't matter if they have it up here as long as they have it down here. Well, they didn't have they much down there. To... And I'm, 
Yeah, they're, they're not there to have a good conversation. <laughs> All right. Well, we're really going into the sex right away, Jennifer. <laughs> well, those... I'm, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know, I've completely been celibate for two years. Yeah, and I'm a gay guy, and I'm very happy because I don't need any more of that gay drama. I live vicariously through my friends. Jennifer, other male friends. Jennifer's got some hot toddies, and we won't. if she wants to talk about them, she will. But, you know, I just tell, I live vicariously <laughs> through her. Very vicariously. <laughs> well, I appreciate that thought. Well, uh, honey, all I got to say is, Big Daddy. <laughs> 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 we won't mention anything else. Big Daddy. <laughs> Amen for Big Daddies. <laughs> so anyway, back to the bride of Wildenstein. Um, she had she had all this plastic surgery done, and you were telling me something very interesting. You can always tell a surgeon's work. Well, I think he had they were both going to the same surgeon because if you if I wish I wish we could almost flash up pictures of him and her. You look at their mouths; they have the same damn lips, and you just know they both went to the same doctor, which is a big mistake. And um, she had her face pretty much pulled up like this, and she just looks like this, and she's got these big ass lips like, and she's just. She's a tragedy. So she divorced the guy claiming that she did all this surgery and for him, and she got this crazy divorce settlement of over $2 billion. And, and are you ready? $100 million a year for 13 years alimony. Wow. And she's bankrupt. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Who's... I don't know, honey, but she's she's in the pole house, evidently. But you 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 dated a, uh, a nephew, you said. Yeah, he didn't he go didn't into that, and I didn't bring that him. up. I didn't bring that. Up. Oh, you didn't. Well, that would have been the fun part to find out. Well, I didn't want to get Why inside that cray cray of a head just to find out anymore. That's all. Well, I, I you know I told you the story. <laughs> I told you the story of Priscilla Davis. Uh, you know the the movie they did a movie made for television called Murder in Texas. Oh, she was and, the oil heiress, right? Yes. Well, okay. he actually was married to a very, very wealthy oil man who was on trial for shooting her, did not kill her, shot her, killed her, killed her boyfriend and killed her 12-year-old daughter. Uh, but she came out of that finally with about $25 million. And uh, when she passed away, uh, she was in a government housing project. Oh, that's sad. That's because sad. Her, because her brother, who was a, a stock and bond guy, mm -hmm. supposedly invested her money, and he stole yeah. it. He basically stole it from her. Of course he but did. Very sad scenario there. But, uh, well, you, know. you know, anybody will do anything for money, and it seems to show that everybody has a price, including in so, today's political genres. <laughs> That's the truth. Uh, so what's going on there? Are you guys opening up anything anymore? Uh, well, let's uh, let's just say that uh, Cuomo has shut down the restaurants again for two weeks. And um, people are working, but it's all bare skeletons. There's no employment. Um, I also do legal research, you know, on the side besides my other job for the airline. And... Uh, the firms I go into, I have to fill out this ridiculous health form before I even enter the building. And it's just like, take your temperature. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just, it's stupid. Yeah. And then there's a staff there of three mailroom people. And I'm talking about a firm that's on seven floors of one building and three people in that one mailroom. 
on alternating days and there's one person for IT and that's it. And occasionally you'll see an attorney. I walk by offices, they're all empty, but occasionally I'll see an attorney in an office. Maybe they're there to just get something or books or something like that. But I'm pretty much dissolving the library. I'm getting, I'm sending stuff back. And I'm wow. scared that these firms are probably what I'm sensing going to eventually pull out. Um, you know, and just like yeah. say, I'm paying way too much money for all this space. Everybody can work remotely. And I think that's the future. And I heard that in a piece that some of these landlords who only can be commercial are, are going to be granted that they can do residential. And there's already 17,000 vacant apartments in the city. And now that's going to add to the market. It's still expensive. I just don't know why the rents haven't gone down. I was going to say that should drive the rents down. But I, I'm in agreement with you, Jennifer, but you know, what, what the hell? With Bill de Blasio, you know, de Blasio and Cuomo, you know, nothing's normal here. <laughs> nothing's normal. I mean, we might as well just call this New York, New York, uh, New York, China socialism <laughs> or China communism. I'm, or whatever. Just so, I'm just so surprised at, at New York City, though, because it's always been such an independent, strong city and just seems to have just folded and not had any guts at all. It, well, it's it, virtually it, bankrupt. It, and so is the state. Yeah, well, so, that's well. You got to, you know, you've got to run businesses. They've got to have, you've got to run the economy. Uh, Jennifer, I'm in agreement with you. That's why I'm looking to get out of this damn state. I'm looking to come where you're either at or in Arkansas, just just a place as far away from this place. You're like, come, baby, come. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> oh, honey, we're wide, we're wide open here. Oh, I love wide open. And don't make a smart comment about. That. I, just said, <laughs> I just said I love wide open. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna. I knew I threw you. I didn't mean to throw you that little. You gave it to me, there. honey. You gave me that one too easy, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's, it's it, everything's going great here, really. Now they're wearing masks, and there are some places where they will take a temperature, like at Landry's, where we went with some friends the other night, and they took our temperature, and I have to move my bangs. I said to me, my, I just I think my they couldn't they couldn't do it from your wrist at all. They uh, usually no, they, do mine from the wrist. They do this and they you know they do it on the bank. I mean they do it on the forehead. Jesus, honey, they touched your hair. I, I, no, I do it. I say, ah, don't touch me. Excuse me. <laughs> I pull it, pull it back and then I, you know. <laughs> I'm just thinking of you calling up your hairdresser. It's David, it's David Black. So, David, they touched my bags. I need you to get down to this restaurant. Yeah, David, get your ass on a plane and get to Branson and fix my bag. <laughs> yeah, anyway, but, but they're doing some of that here. Uh, but the, the town has been packed the last few days. I live in an area, as you well know, downtown. That's a mix of shopping, hotel, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, restaurants, and... Uh, it's just been packed. Oh, okay. I've got to tell you this. I got a little excitement in the building the other night. Ooh. The other morning, rather, Christmas morning, Ooh. the fire alarm goes off. Now, I've got my pajamas on. I'm thinking, oh, my God. So I grab my Lynx coat and my Rolex and my phone. Because she needs the Lynx coat <laughs> and the Rolex <laughs> and the phone. To me. <laughs> And my purse, and because we go down the stairwell down to the garage. Now, it's cold. Christmas morning. Of course it is. And uh, anyway, it, uh, uh, an elderly couple had moved onto the fourth floor, had boxes and turned on the fireplace and had them, the fire, the boxes were too close to the fireplace. 
and started a fire. Oh my God. You no, know, I, I know that sounds crazy. I don't understand that. I'm looking at my fireplace. I don't know how they could do that, but they did. And uh, I thought, well, this is just great. <laughs> great way to start Christmas morning. <laughs> anyway, but but it just it didn't do that much. To, it did some damage, of course, in their unit, but it wasn't that bad. It could have been so much worse. But well, yeah, to go great. back I mean, to your it was great, and then the, and I mean, I didn't have makeup on, but I had grabbed my sunglasses and. The Lynx coat is gorgeous, so you, you, nobody, <laughs> no one's bad in that coat. <laughs> <laughs> you always got to keep your star appeal, honey. You always do, no matter what. Well, you know, that's I walk, stand up straight and hold your shoulders back. <laughs> that's right. Car carry <laughs> a big-ass stick and carry a big-ass stick so you can beat those motherfuckers. Beat <laughs> <laughs> them me. away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But... Anyway, so that was some excitement. How was your Christmas? Well, you I, before I tell you, I just wanted to tell you about indoor dining in New York. I did do it. Okay. And um, it was, it's, so you have to wear a mask. They make you fill out a form. They I take your temp, they take your temperature. <laughs> okay. And yeah. then when you're inside the restaurant and sit down at the table, you can take your mask off because we're safe. Yeah. With COVID. Yeah. They do that here. <laughs> like, it's crazy. And, and it doesn't make sense. I walk out without the damn mask. Now I have, I'm like, now, cause that's so silly. I mean, the whole, mm. the whole procedure. I mean, I, I get the mask thing and I'm glad to do that. But if you wear it in for two seconds and then you take it off for the rest of the time, everybody will say, Oh, you're supposed to have your mask back on. I said, Oh, yeah. <laughs> take the, me to mask, mask jail. Yeah. The mask police come out. They're like, you gotta wear your mask. Oh my God. They I have a like great a new mask though. I have a great new mask Chanel. Really? I should go Chanel? Get you should Chanel. show it. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go get it in a minute and show you. Okay. Well, Christmas for me was lovely. Um, and I texted you, and I'm so glad I finally got off from my prison job, you know. <laughs> See, I call it the prison job. Out of prison or from the prison. Let's make this clear. <laughs> you didn't just, just get out of prison. No, I didn't get out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> if I was, I may never leave. <laughs> anyway, no, I work for an airline. I won't name the airline, but you know, sometimes it feels like a prison job because they only allow you to work three days a week as a part-timer. Now they've restored the hours, but even then it's not busy enough. And I'm going to be, you know, I've got some health issues. I told you, and I'll be going on a medical leave and I'll, it will give me more time to search for a better job someplace else. And also may, while keeping that job. You look good. You look very healthy. Well, I've been doing my walk-in every day. I can uh, tell. Thanks, thanks I to you. Know. Thanks to you. You, because I hear Thank your voice you. in my, I hear your voice in my head going, "You, you know what to do. You are firm. You get your ass you out there and do it." <laughs> well, I'm getting you back for all that, your voice in my head when we were doing that show. <laughs> I know. You're not finished rehearsing yet. Get back over here. <laughs> I'm sorry for that, no, but I had, I, I had only a week to get you up. <laughs> No, no, you know, honestly, you know, I've told you this many times how much I appreciated your help. I couldn't have done it without you. We're tell, let's tell them what we're talking about. I well, back in 2003, ago, 2003, 2003, I uh, was invited to uh, guest star in a show called Boobs the Musical, The World According to Ruth Wallace. And it was an existing show. So I was walking into a, a show that all, of course, the remainder of the cast the rest of the cast knew that knew what they were doing and I didn't. So 
Chris was a director and producer of the show and was kind. Well, let's be, let's be straight. I was an executive producer and because oh, yeah. I don't want to step on people's feet. them saying this. So let's be correct because we know who that person is, the mop head, but we're not going to name him and give him any more fame than he needs because that, <laughs> that little piece of shit can just keep with his mops and just keep on doing because he still owes me money. You hear that me? Fucker, yeah, he still owes me money. me money too. Yeah, I'm sure he does. He owes everybody money. <laughs> or nothing like you though. So I had a week to get her up and, and get her in the show. And, and she was a trooper. She was a trooper. And they weren't really giving her much. What pissed me off is the music director was giving her the stuff and he was helping her a little bit. But they weren't giving her what she needed. She needed to be. I don't like using this term. Jennifer's very talented. She's a great singer. She knows what to do, but she needed to be what I call given a little extra bit of medicine spoon feeding just so she could then get the pattern in her head and then create from there. And they weren't giving her Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Well, and, and, you know, I was, I had been sent some material on the show, but I wasn't as, as familiar with the history and I loved it. I mean, once I did it, I was so proud to have done it. And I love Ruth. Well, you were great. Done. You were great. Uh, but again, yeah, and coming into a play where everyone else knows their part and they're seasoned and uh, professional actors is very difficult. Uh, they were doing it for six months before you. So they were. And I had my, you know, I was, I had my club in New Orleans. So it wasn't like I wasn't working my ass off there. Exactly. Um, it, so it, it, anyway, but, but thank, thankfully you came through for me. And well, uh, we came through for each I other. You, you well, came you through did. for each other. You, you well, gave us great reviews and you brought it and you, 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 it was all you after that. Remember when I said, it's all you, it's up to you. It's yours. You got to do with it what you want. It just gave me chills. It was it was really a, it was really a wonderful experience. Once once we got going, and it was that. it was a crazy good experience. You were the best thing out of it. Next to some, there were great cast members too. I miss, but you know everybody else. It was just like oh the drama. I was basically I was I I was on the Titanic and I was the guy saying it's not sinking and I'm bailing water constantly. The ship ain't sinking. The show ain't sinking. Well, you know what what was interesting. <laughs> About, you're talking about the drama. Uh, Lawrence, and I'll say his name. Uh, it was like one, one, uh, not you, but one producer or director was, or producer was was didn't like the other one, and they would tell me they would say, oh. "Well, you, you you can't, you're not supposed to like him." And I said, "Listen, I'm not going to get in, involved in this. This I have nothing to do with it." And and in fact, I told him, I said, I am, I am already emotionally stretched, just learning uh, my part and getting prepared for the show. I said, I don't need <laughs> this, these, the drama that's going on on the sideline. But would you exactly. say that? that would you say that that's kind of typical in shows? Or I haven't done um, productions in Broadway. I I'm gonna go. I'll go out on say it. Broadway. Everybody's hired to do a thing. And, you know, unfortunately, it's very rare when a cast ensemble comes together and can really all click. And I also say it's not rare to the point because it's up to the producer and to the directors to keep that camaraderie together and to set it from day one with the rehearsal process. Mm -hmm. And there are some people you're going to work with professional actors are going to be like, well, I don't want to be part of that. I'm just here to do my thing and I'm getting paid this much money and ooh, because they think the show is a bad project, but they're going to do it because they need the money. You get a lot of that. And 
unfortunately you saw you know the bitchiness of behind the scenes of the egos it's a lot of ego that's why i left it i, I can't deal with the bullshit of the ego i can't i can't right so now on to changing this oh sex power politics well we didn't talk enough about sex that's my favorite subject but well, we'll get back and, to that. what do you think about what do you think about the donald situation what do you think is going to ultimately happen well i'm I'm putting faith in our constitution and our electoral college constitutional law that the forefathers and the founding fathers put down because there's a reason why we have an electoral college. And I'm sorry, I'm going to go on the record, people. We do not need to get rid of it. We have to keep it because if we got rid of it, what would happen, Jennifer? Well, we would, there was no, there, nothing would be equal. Exactly. Um, New York and L.A. would be decided. And Texas would dominate constantly because they've got... You know, that, that just it has to be there. It has to be there because yeah. states where you're at and like Arkansas and Memphis, and Tennessee, small states wouldn't have a chance at anything. They need a voice and they're part of the country, too. And they're not stupid people that live out there, people. Let's get that straight because that's a big liberal libtard comment. Oh, here's where all the smart people live. Yeah, I think all the crazy, stupid people live in L.A. And not to, side, <laughs> digress, I, not to digress, but there was a 3.5 earthquake in Croatia. And I said, why could that fucking earthquake be in California? <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm going to say that. I mean, seriously, I'm waiting for the big one to just cut that damn state off and just, you know, Nancy Pelosi, take your damn cockapooty exactly. with you. What oh, you doing? That, that, I, I said I'm putting my legs up here in the chair. Oh. Uh, that Nancy Pelosi makes my ass hurt. I mean, really? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> How does she make your ass hurt, honey? I don't know. What, no, I don't want to know. Don't even go that there. That crazy bitch. But looking at that crazy bitch makes me want to throw up. But but the things that come out of her mouth and the way she says things and well, and she she's may so, lose her seat. She's such, she's such a. Oh, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> well, <laughs> course, here's the whole thing. There's some others in there that scare the hell out of me. Well, back to the Donald situation. I There is constitutional law, and I believe if the electors, the state electors, contest, and this has happened twice in our, our history, twice, people, if they contest the electoral college voting and they debate it and it goes into what they call, um, I forget the correct political term, but basically a standstill, which means they then pull votes away from Joe, sleepy Joe Biden, and it's equal. And none of them can get the 270 because there's all this contention going on between the electors. And they can honestly vote for Trump. It then goes to the House. And each represent each state gets one vote in the House. One vote. And it then goes to the Senate to be ratified. And that's constitutional law. And that's what I think is most likely going to happen. There is fraud and people aren't concerned about it. I believe there's fraud and I've seen enough to know that there's fraud and the main, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Mainstream outlet, the mainstream media doesn't want to talk about it. Barr even said there was evidence for fraud, but they don't report that. They say that there is no need to investigate it because they're lying. But if you look at all the European newspapers and I wish we could have like a split screen, but I saw a European headline and it said how the U S election was stolen. And that's in mm -hmm. Europe. Mm -hmm. They know. They know what's going on. They're scared. They're scared for us. And I believe it could be if, if this continues and, and if it happens the way it happens. And I know Donald knows this. And I call him Donald because you call him Donald because you guys are good friends. <laughs> 
But right. I, I, and I love Donald. I think he's doing a great job. And I, I think he's been doing a tremendous job for four years. I think he's been the first president since George Washington that has actually been for the people, by the people, and of the people. Which is why yeah, the way well, he acts, the way he, he acts. He talks yeah. to people in different ways. And he, um, he's, he's been amazing. He's been he, absolutely, I've, I've seen a few presidents come and go. And I, I've yeah. never in my experience had experienced a president that has managed to, and under such difficult circumstances, to fulfill so many of his campaign promises, fighting not only with the Democrats, but his own party. Exactly. Uh, exactly. He is. He is. He is really an, an incredible individual, and uh, and you uh, know, pe people may not like him, but you don't have to like the guy to understand the facts are facts, and he's done everything. He well, what, he what's do. not to like? I mean, it, it, look at all that he's accomplished for people. For well, you know, people. you know the naysayers and the brainwash people, as I call them, the brainwashers, because there is a lot of brainwashing going on in this country. Let's be honest. The mainstream media is completely controlled by outside entities which own them, unfortunately, and there's no more right. journalism. There's no more journalism. And I'll give a tout out to this. There is journalism. The Epoch Times, I'm giving you guys a shout out. If you want to sponsor us, please do. I read you every day. They are the most non-biased news outlet source I've ever seen. They're the only people that haven't reported on the election or anything. They've kept it all in undisputed. What and they're you say again, who is that? The Epoch Times, E-P-O-C-H Times. I've heard of yes, I've heard of that. They've been around I've a while and they're non-biased and they're real journalism. They're real journalism. And it's the way journalism, as I remember as a kid when my father was in publishing, was the way it was supposed to be, you know? You know, I was, a, I, was a, I was a news reporter uh, for an NBC affiliate in Little Rock. I didn't we, know that. NBC, we were, really? Uh-huh. That's when I was around Bill Clinton. Uh, I mean, I oh, already knew oh, Bill. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Je 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 Jennifer, Jennifer. Uh, 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 oh shit, Hillary's coming, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that did happen a few times. <laughs> okay. uh, it was <laughs> Do Paul Lynn. Do, he well, does a great Paul. Paul Paul Lynn comes out when I'm just like when when it's like, well, let's talk about the crazy. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. Hillary Clinton, Dyke, Dyke, I think. <laughs> you know, I told you about seeing him at the Fairmont. I was singing at the Fairmont Hotel in Dallas. Yeah, and you said he bedazzled you with his poodles and his his his, his man outfits. Standard poodles, and I first I see the poodles, <laughs> and they're beautiful. They're big, huge, mm. beautiful dogs, and. Uh, and then I look to see who's, you know, got on the, he's got the leashes, them on the leashes, and it's Paul Lynn. And I am such a huge fan. And I'm like, oh my God. And I would love to have met him and spent time with him. Well, for those of you out there who don't know who Paul Lind was, and I know there's going to be some people out there, he was the original center square of the game show called The Hollywood Squares, and people used to tune into him, tune into that show just to hear just his one-liners. Like he would do, like Peter Marshall would ask a question. He's like, Paul, why do bikers wear leather? And he would go, because chiffon wrinkles. <laughs> 
you know, and it was, it was very like risque for the time period, you know, and it's just like, well, I'm sure Paul had a couple of bikers in his life, but everybody thought he was this straight, jovial, funny guy, but honey, he was the biggest, best kept open secret in Hollywood and very, very underrated, very talented, very insecure. Oh, but, uh, I thought he was, I always thought he was, from the get-go, when I first saw him, I always thought he was just so talented and so funny, because he was one of those that could just look fun, just do his head like he did it and look kind of funny. And Well, and, it was and his it was, vocal, yeah. He could well, read your just, name, he could read your name in the phone book and make it sound Jennifer. funny. He could go, he could go, Jennifer Flowers. Yes. Yeah, it's just it's like he could do whatever. It's just fall in, be fall in. I think the funniest one liner I ever heard him say was, "Paul, what should a woman expect on a date with Tony Randall?" And he goes, "Bitter disappointment." <laughs> <laughs> and it's not dirty, but it is kind of dirty. It's like, what do you know about Tony Randall, Paul? <laughs> Bitter disappointment. <laughs> Sour grapes. <laughs> But we digress, my love. We digress. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I love to laugh. This is great. I love laughing too. That's why I love talking to you. That's you're you're you've been a godsend. I'll be honest with you. Because oh, when the, oh, please. No, 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 no. The reason I say this, y'all, is because um, uh, I was suffering from a lot of depression, and Jennifer knows I have my bouts, and I'm I, I'm doing it. I'm handling it. But when the COVID thing hit, and we were all in quarantine. Jennifer and I had just started to reconnect again. And it was really nice um, because she had her own stuff going on. I had my own stuff. And we really just had these amazing yeah, talks. Baby, I can't. I, you're cutting out again like you did. Do you hear me? Very I can hear you, but just you're garbled. Oh, really? Okay, I'm uh -huh. sorry. Well, I'm, honey. No, that's well, better. I don't know what you did. I'll talk slower. And, no, uh, now it's doing it again. Okay, so let me see. All right. Is that better? Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay. So to repeat, if you didn't hear, I was going through these bouts of depression and Jennifer and I reconnected really over the COVID quarantine, the first one. And we were talking a lot, almost, almost every day. And Jennifer's an early bird like I am. Can you hear me? Did you hear all that? Uh -huh. I can hear good. you. And so we just started talking and I, that's when the idea of this podcast, I kind of came out because our conversations of talking about all the bullshit and we just digress and we, we just laugh about it. And that's why we're here. We're here to maybe help you guys all step back and look at the nonsense. It's a lot of nonsense. Would you say Jennifer? Yes, absolutely. It's a lot of nonsense. It's crazy nonsense. Or as I'd like to say, it's a lot of horse shit. <laughs> well, now that you sound like you're from Arkansas. I'm getting ready to go there. Arkansas, Arkansas. Arkansas. I love old, old Arkansas. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, yeah, and that, now I'd, I'd like to, the, the name of the show is Sex, Power, Politics. Yes. Let's go back to the sex. And speaking of sponsors, I'd like for a sex toy company to sponsor the show, to do some sponsoring of the show. So, But they've got to send me some of their product so I can try it out. Make sure it's a good product before we look at <laughs> <laughs> so, Okay, you know, I'm going to ask you, do you have any toys? Oh, baby. <laughs> I do. I do, especially one. <laughs> Lord and mercy. Just, just tell me it's not called the rabbit, because I know a bunch of girls that have that one. I'm like, that's a horrible I, name. I have the rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and the rabbit's good. The rabbit's good. This sucker, it's uh, oh, oh my god. A sucker, huh? A sucker, huh? <laughs> you know, but well, I I told you the story about oh gosh, it's been it was about twenty two that twenty thirteen. I coincidentally was approached by two sex toy companies. Don't know why then that year and why two within a month of each other, you know, wanting me to sponsor a sex toy called the presidential penis. And uh, so, and, and as part of, you know, getting to know their companies, <laughs> this is true. They, they, send me, they send me samples of, of their products. And I mean, I'm getting these big boxes from both companies. So one day I open them up and I see a big down. box. Uh-uh. How big? How big, honey? How big? <laughs> oh, it was a big box. Uh, lots of stuff in there, including the rabbit. And uh, but uh, so I was looking through this stuff, and I thought, you know, if I died right now, and somebody walked in here and saw all these sex toys, it'd be very embarrassing. <laughs> oh my God, this girl had a problem. <laughs> What would my mother say? Yeah, you're because wasn't Muzzy? Muzzy was still alive at that she point. She was still so alive. She, well, I don't know. I got. I was. I was very fortunate to meet your Muzzy at when I worked at the hotel that one New Year's Eve, and I didn't know she was your mother. I just said I met Muzzy, and she didn't let on that she was your daughter. That you were her daughter. You two yeah. played a very sneaky game on me. <laughs> well, we did it on purpose. <laughs> it was fun. Jennifer's mother, I mean, I got to tell you all, I had the one experience of meeting her, and I she reminds me a lot of my, I never met somebody with so much piss and vinegar and love of life and graciousness and kindness and just down-to-earth, plain old turkey talk. Because she, she, could, she could be eloquent, and then she could just get right down the dirt and say, y'all full of horse shit. And you're full of shit. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, and she she was all that, and I miss her. I know you do. You know, holidays are always tough when you miss your loved ones. But just every day, uh, a million times I think of her. For, you know, something peaks my well, memory. I know. You're going to get me all choked up, Jennifer. I, and I feel you. And it's just really hard. It It is true what people tell you about it. Just it, within time, it gets easier. It never gets easy, but it does no. get easier in that I'm not crying every day, you mm -hmm. know, for several hours of the day. So, but uh, yeah, it's it's a toughie. It's it, it's not easy. I lost my father, like you lost your mother. I lost him four years ago, and you talking about this just I'm, it's going to be four years in March 17th when he's gone, and it's it's hard. It's hard. Right. It's very very hard. Uh, but you know you feel them you still feel them with you and i know she's with me i've even experienced a few things where she's warned me against various things that i was contemplating that wouldn't have been good for me i mean i could just tell that it was her she was making something happen that was putting up a red flag kind of thing for me and uh and she used to do it in such a fun eloquent way i got that impersonation impression of her it, like she was just like oh i don't know if you want to go down that road honey yeah and <laughs> she would just say you. look at you like mm -hmm. yeah uh, yeah she yeah thank you for saying those nice things about her I, oh I, that I, you don't have to thank me i i i truly i your mother was one of the most memorable guests i've ever met in a long time 
Thank you very much. I love you. I love you too. No, and that's not just saying because um, I, I love you, but it just, I, I mean, I didn't even know she was your mother, like I said, when I met her. She just said, I go, I go, she said she was from New Orleans. I said, well, you must know a fr acquaintance friend of mine down there, Jennifer Flowers. She goes, I know Jennifer. And then she just said, she goes, you tell Jennifer, Muzzy says hello. And I well, think I texted you in a couple days. He is so cute. Why don't you like him? I mean, like, really like. I said, mother, he's not into me. <laughs> Mom, he's as, as my mother would say, she would say, he's like the loafers, darling. <laughs> I, said, I mean, you know, he's precious, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't ring his bell. <laughs> or as Paul Lynn, as with Paul Lynn with the Southern oh, accent would say, bell. we're special. <laughs> Special. Oh, my mother, by the way, sends her love. I spoke to her today and she says, one of these days you're going to get Jennifer down here to Florida so I can say hi. Cause she, she just, she's just at a point where she just can't travel that much anymore. I, but, I um, understand. Yeah. Mother got me too. We couldn't, we yeah. couldn't really do. Well, I was, an interesting thing happened to mother. Uh, she got a call. Well, her brother died, we, and we weren't able to go to the service because Mother couldn't travel mm -hmm. uh, very well. I mean, she could, but it was difficult for her. And uh, so uh, this, the, this man calls my mother, and he had been given her number by her sister uh, because he had attended the service of my uncle. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, he told Mother, he said, he said, I just have to tell you, he said, you've been my dream girl. You've been in my mind, in my heart all these years. He said, I fell in love with you at a football game. He said, you had on a, a white, a beautiful white dress. Your hair was, mother had real dark hair. And uh, your hair was, was very dark and long and you had a bow in your hair. And he said, I've had this picture in my mind all these years. And he said, I just had to tell you that, that you're, you know, you're my dream girl. That's amazing. Well, I know. I mean, and, oh my God. I mean, mother was probably uh, 16 years old. And at this, and at this point when she gets the call, she's probably 86. Wow. And, uh, so anyway, they start talking on the phone and, uh, we decided the last trip, speaking of trips for moms, the last trip that we took was to Oklahoma uh, because she wanted to see him and her family. And it's a good thing we did because that was, you know, she passed away a couple of years later. Wow, but that's she, incredible. This, he was such a nice man. And uh, yeah. I thought that's, you know, that's like stuff they write books about. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you go. I love you. And um, I love you, watching, Hi, everybody out there. Thank hi, everybody. You for joining we're going to keep doing this for you, and, and we hope you find entertaining. We're eventually going to build this up and get guests and, and more sponsors. And thanks. Big shout out to Steve Gorillo for helping us all out with this. Thank you, Stevie. Love you. All right. Love you, Bye for, love you too. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye.